The reviews are in and Secrets is a hit. Listeners have described Secrets as priceless information, a personal cheat sheet, and binge-worthy career advice. And season three promises to bring you even more secrets on how to advocate for yourself, how to become a better ally, and how to get that coin. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, put in that work to reach the top of corporate America. And this groundbreaking podcast challenges you, as well as corporate America, to be better and do better. KP and PR will bring you more tips and tricks on how to advance in your career. So fill up those cups and welcome to season three. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of Secrets. Ricky, how you doing today, my brother? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. But, you know, I was actually reflecting with some friends at dinner the other day on how much the COVID pandemic has changed our lives. Like, mm. we'll, we'll never be the same. Never be the same. <laughs> you know, we socialize differently. We shop and eat differently. Zoom and mask are a part of our daily lives. Basically, like our third eye is on all the time. All now, the time. Right? All and the one time. of the biggest changes is actually how we work and how we think about work in general. And that's so true. That work piece has probably seen the biggest transformation of all during this COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. People don't want to be in the office all the time, right? And people are really reevaluating what's important to them at the end of the day. And as I think about this, it's actually kind of lazy and actually slightly racist <laughs> right. to say that people don't want to work because the government is providing unemployment benefits and expanding unemployment benefits. Mm. Y'all need to stop that. It's such a false narrative. What is a single parent with school-age kids supposed to do when school is out of their kid has to quarantine for 10 days after their kid is exposed to school? Or what about all those people who work in low-level service jobs or hospitality jobs or custodial jobs? These are mostly people of color, and we want them to go into work every day working for low wages and exposing them to the deadly disease. What is that all about? Man, Keith, you over there preaching, dog. You over there, Reverend Keith Powell over there giving us giving us the sermon today. But look, man, people are really looking for new ways to make money. I mean, COVID has given people some time to give some hard thought and attention to what is important to them as far as work goes. And look, minimum wage ain't going to get it anymore. Sure ain't. Okay. Hazardous work conditions ain't going to cut it anymore. <laughs> you know, like people aren't desperate, no, you know, like they right. would have been before, right? Making like decisions and choices. They're thinking about things, right? So we both have friends who quit that day job and they've went out and bet on themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Starting consulting businesses, starting catering companies, selling clothing and other merchandise. Just all kinds of things, right? It's like, hey, it's time for me to do my thing. <laughs> right. Stop working for the man. Yeah, yeah. But you preaching now, Ricky. Don't be talking <laughs> about me. Talk about who's preaching. Get out of here. <laughs> but all of this brings us to a question we get asked about also. You know, people ask us, how are you able to run secrets and still maintain your level of excellence in your high pressure executive roles that we have? Right. And it's such a great question. So Ricky and I decided that today we we're going to talk about what it's like to have a side hustle. I so true, man. And I know some p- people think that we make it look easy and this, that and the other. But it was some work that went into this. So in this episode, 
we want to talk about some of the personal considerations and legal issues that you need to be aware of in starting a side hustle. We'll speak about how we started and have been able to run secrets while showing up every day for our executive roles during the daytime. We'll provide some receipts on the truth behind side hustles. And finally, we'll close out with secrets on how to successfully do a side hustle and keep your day job. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I have a feeling. (laughs) So let's dive into some of these personal and legal considerations when you're going to be setting up a side hustle, because you can't just jump into this and just think it's going to work just because you got a good idea. Because you have a good idea. You really need to think about some things. And let's start with those personal considerations um, that you need to really, really dive into when you're thinking about starting a side hustle. First, you really have to ask yourself with honesty, how much time and energy do you really have to commit to this side hustle? Is this going to be a hobby, a way to make some pocket change or real legitimate swing at the bat to build a business to allow you to eventually quit your day job? You have to be absolutely clear. You have to have absolutely clarity about this question before you jump in and try and start a side hustle because everything sounds pretty good until you actually get into it once you get into it you're like "Uh uh-oh i thought this was gonna be a little easier than (laughs) this abort the mission so i think the second personal consideration in my opinion is you got to really think about what is your value proposition i know we've used this in other terms but it's true again what is your value proposition What special juice are you going to be bringing to the table? Do you have customers lined up or have you done enough research to validate your idea? I mean, is this a passion project or again, are you leading by the data or the analytics? Right. And it takes a lot of time to really answer that question. How are you different? What are you bringing to the table that nobody else is doing? Or how do you gain that customer base? Mm -hmm. Another thing to think about is, Do you actually have the resources to build a side hustle? (laughs) Everybody think you can just jump in and just magically stuff happens, right? But it's really hard to build a legitimate business without some startup resources. So you need to ask yourself, do you have enough savings that you can tap into or a friend or family member who are willing to invest in your idea? At the end of the day, are they willing to put their pocket change on the line to Mm -hmm. back you up, right? Do you have the resources to outsource the things that you aren't good at? Right. (laughs) Because none of us know everything and none of us are good at everything. Yeah. So you're going to have to have some help. Trust me. So you're talking about, you know, having these resources. Now, look, we have family members that come to us every day. And I I know we clown a little bit but with these random spoon ideas. (laughs) Okay. And. I know it sounds good to them, but then we start asking questions about how much is it going to cost? Asking about the business plan. Mm-hmm. We ask about why is this different? This is mm-hmm. oh man, because you just you trying to get all educational That's on right. me. You all fancy. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, if you, either you gonna give me the money or not, you know what I mean? And actually, you asking me for money, and most of the times this is interest free money. Right. So I'm gonna give you I don't know however much you ask me for, and you gonna nickel and dime me until when you actually do. If I get the money back, I'm gonna feel like I wasn't even. Paid. That's right. Well, <laughs> don't even use the word payback or loan because yeah, yeah. you know you ain't shitting that shit. Let me hold. Ever, let me hold. Ever. Again. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, another thing, you know, uh, to consider here, Keith, in terms of personal considerations is 
Who will be your informal board of directors? Who will be those trusted people who can give you unvarnished advice and feedback on various aspects of your business without your defense mechanisms kicking in? Yeah. I mean, look, we talk about everything, especially when you talk about your personal brand being open to feedback. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, this is something here to, to, to pay That's attention right. to. Your face can't scrunch out when people start telling you about yourself. Right? <laughs> you got to be willing to listen. And, and, you know, you have to be able to receive and act on that feedback like we keep talking about. I mean, it's critical to have some structure in place to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Yeah. If Because if you don't, this ain't going nowhere. <laughs> right. And one last thing to think about personally, if you're actually thinking about quitting your job, please don't do this without an exit strategy. We talked about this way back in season one. I think it was episode five or so where we talk about having an exit strategy before you leave your job. Make sure you have three to six months of savings in reserve. Make sure you have a solid, consistent base of business to carry you through the next six to 12 months before you decide to walk up out of there because you think you're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg or somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I know we're talking about the personal stuff, but this can really, really get to the depth of the personal <laughs> you know mm -hmm. if you don't plan your exit strategy well look i know we're talking about some of the personal stuff but let's maybe click just a little bit more here mm -hmm. right as it. we start talking about the legal issues that you got to consider oh boy now this is a lot of stuff that people really just don't tap into because you're just thinking about you're enamored by i'm about to get paid i'm gonna make some money ain't nobody else doing this right like all of those types all of things stuff. and it's like well hey did you set up an llc hey did oh, no, i'm gonna go do all of that i mean i'm just gonna okay so now you're gonna be off the grid and you're just gonna get paid in cash mm -hmm. <laughs> undercover okay shit. okay random spoons okay so but some of the legal issues to consider i think the first one for me is you have to review your employment contract if you're talking about a side gig you got to make sure you understand the non-compete the conflict of interest and the non-disclosure clauses in certain states some of this stuff isn't even enforceable so even though you're signing it it may not even be worth the paper that it's on mm -hmm. so have a good employment lawyer handy i know kp and i <laughs> call on your boy you know vg go vernon goins <laughs> all the time all the or time. or uh or we'll mess around and call uh yolanda yeah sure <laughs> you will. know what i'm saying but, right. but we ain't got, calling tyrone no 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 we ain't gonna do that <laughs> but but at the end of the day i think it's important to understand your rights as it relates to this side hustle and see if there's anything that may you know get you in further trouble That's you right. know before you get into this you need to do this before you start trying to go out there and market mm -hmm. yourself no for sure and i know most of us when we sign that contract we ain't reading all that fine print but trust me all three of those things are in there around non-compete conflict interest and non-disclosure yep sure are. so you need to recognize and watch out for that and while we're talking about stuff, you also have to watch out for conflict of interest issues as well. Yep. You have to make sure that everything between your day job and your side hustle is separate. Yeah. You got to keep that stuff totally on board, totally separate from each other. There are a few rare instances when some activities can be commingled, but you even if you do that, you're still going to have to talk to somebody. You're going to have to have a discussion with your boss and HR and your company's legal department to figure out what is and what isn't allowable because that's the last road you want to go down when you looking self-interested. Yeah, I mean, I think this is what we call the due diligence. Yes. <laughs> you know, making sure you're doing all of the diligence work necessary before you kind of go down that path. 
I think the other thing to think through is side hustles are extremely popular in our state of California. Yes, they are. I mean, so many companies actually have policies in place to help employees govern the side hustle activity, actually. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, though, it's almost rare for us to meet anyone who doesn't have a side gig these days. I mean, we all know people who are driving Uber or Lyft doing real estate, ownership and franchisees, or even some of our cousins and friends who are mechanics and notaries or hairstylists. At the end of the day, this all falls into having a side hustle that you have to manage while working your regular full-time gig. Yeah, and it's so important. It was funny for me, when I moved from the East Coast to California, Side hustles are very popular on the East Coast. It's mm-hmm. almost like you're doing dirty. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a side hustle, mm-hmm. right? But I remember moving to California, it's like every damn body had a side hustle. Yeah, it could be the cost of living. It could be a whole bunch of things. But at the end of the day, it's common. Yes. So another legal thing that you need to think about is really your business structure and the taxes, right? Yeah. Ricky alluded to this earlier, but you got to have all that stuff straight. And we highly encourage you to set up a legal business structure, whether it's an LLC or so proprietorship or escort, whatever it is. You need to set that structure up to help protect your assets and not to get yourself into tax or legal entanglements. And understand how whichever structure you choose, how that's going to impact your personal pocketbook and your personal taxes, too. Because depending on what kind of structure you set up, that could all be personal income. Or it could be corporate income. And you really need to understand the advantages and disadvantages of all that stuff before you do that side hustle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, commingling that money and doing all of that stuff. And uh, look, at the end of the day, I don't care what country you're in. Whoever's version of Uncle Sam or the tax man or whoever it is, when you get paid, they're going to get paid. They're going to get so, theirs. So you need to go ahead and figure this out beforehand. You need to figure that out beforehand. So I think the last legal thing to kind of you know consider here is you got to follow all reasonable and appropriate appropriate workplace policies to the letter. I mean, I know we keep kind of intermingling some of the, the, the legal advice that we're giving you, but ultimately it's dot your I's, cross your T's. Yep. Check everything at all that fine print. It's increasingly common for employers to have formal policies governing employees' side business activities. Everybody is trying to protect each other's interests, That's you know, right. whatnot. That's so right. again, get that stuff checked out. Get it checked out. And it's in your best interest, even though it may feel uncomfortable, to just have the conversation yep. with your company because they'll tell you straight up if they can work with you or if they can or try and figure it out but if you try and be slick about that shit yeah that's when you start to get into trouble absolutely absolutely so, <laughs> So, Ricky, I know we get the question all the time about how did we, how are we yeah. running mm-hmm. secrets? What are we doing? So we wanted to lift the hood a little bit and just talk about what secrets is all about at the end of the day. And we'll we'll break it down into, you know, a few key things that we have done in order to make secrets a successful side hustle for us. Right. So we'll start out talking about how do we even get started? You know, Ricky and I had a lot of cocktail <laughs> conversations. At my kitchen before the podcast idea locked in, we talked about doing workshops at the Holiday Inn. Yep, we yep. talked about webinars. We talked about all kinds of stuff before kind of that podcast idea locked in. But even after we locked in with the podcast, we had to do a lot of work of really understanding what it meant to do a podcast. We had to, because un- we had never done this shit before. We yep. didn't know what it all meant. So we really had to understand all the technical and mechanical aspects of running a podcast and we realized very fast there's a lot 
of work and things that are necessary to actually pull off a podcast if you want to do it really well, right? Then we had to start talking about how do we actually generate revenue? <laughs> right. Because right. the podcast is kind of like a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> part, yeah. Part of the business. A passion That's project. The passion part we of have the business. fun with it. But we really, we wanted to do this in a way that we could actually generate a little revenue. So right. we had to brainstorm. How do we actually generate revenue and where it's going to come from? And we had to talk about how we're going to market this thing, how we're going to build an audience. Those are all kinds of business planning questions that we had to get to before we could even and push the button on this microphone to uh, spit this knowledge. Yeah, I mean, even us thinking about how to edit, how to yeah. how to market, all like that stuff. how to what equipment do we need to use, like right. all of that type all of stuff. stuff. We was calling people, asking questions, and everything. And and again, when we say the podcast wasn't really high on the list, it wasn't. <laughs> I barely knew what the podcast was. I yeah. I barely listened yeah. to one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we was all, we was doing all kind of YouTube research, you yes. know, trying to figure some things out. I think. You know, as I kind of think about some of the other behind the scenes stuff that probably made a difference is, I mean, we had to build a team. Yes. Okay. Being, you know, busy executives, we knew that we didn't have the time for the expertise to do everything you know, ourselves, which meant that we would have to invest in in secrets and build a team around us capable of executing on our behalf. Yes. Okay. So Mm -hmm. part of the secrets family, we hired resonate recordings to build and host our website, do our cover art, professionally edit our episodes and post our uh, podcasts on various platforms. We had a marketing agency, you know, one media marketing led by Ray Dennis. We hired a writer in Janelle Jack to help us with with the show notes, blogs, and newsletters. We got Tori Moss and, and Trey Houston to help with the voiceovers and the music. I mean, we're about to bring Taru Brooks on as the publicist. And then we got our girl. She show keep us straight, don't she, man? She does. She like, does. we got Charlotte Lewis to be our general manager. I mean, it takes a village, basically, to run secrets, right? It takes a village, and it takes resources. It takes resources. Okay? So if we didn't have those resources to do this correctly, or even the insight to understand what we didn't know or have time to execute on, then man, we would have been over here with some funky finger production stuff. You know what I'm saying? We would have never mind the barbecue stain. You know, right. uh, Forg- I, forgive us for not releasing today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I know. I know. Uh, I know. This is a receipt, but on the back, this is my business card. That's right. Don't call me after nine. I'm still living with moms. You know, it's a respect type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if we didn't have the, the the resources, KP, man, we would have been here, in here on some old Funky Finger production Absolutely. stuff, man. And we had to think through all of that to say, are we really up for this? Right. At right. the end of the day, which leads into the next part around, we had to establish weekly rhythms. Yep. We had to set time aside. It was very important for us to do that because our schedules are like crazy, crazy <laughs> as shit, right? <laughs> so we knew we had to set dedicated time aside and be dedicated to showing up mm-hmm. for those times or if we needed to reschedule be good about it and be and be rich about it so we carve out time to handle our business. Ricky, Charlotte, and I meet every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday evening to discuss all aspects of our business. And we and, and we try to record on Sundays. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. And we record every Sunday. Ricky's sitting here at the table every Sunday. Yep. yep. Right? Unless one of us is out of town. But we plan for that in advance. If yep. that's going to happen, we have to talk to each other and make sure that's all taken care of, too. Then we also meet weekly with Ray to discuss 
discuss marketing tactics for the upcoming week. We talk with Janelle about the blogs and newsletter content every month. And during our season breaks, we consult with Tori and Trey on the content for the upcoming season and all that. We communicate with Resonate Weekly about how we're going to edit the episodes. So, I mean... It takes a lot of diligence. It really ain't no real time <laughs> off. It really ain't, ain't no, no time really, off. Especially when you're trying to build it. When you're right. trying to build it. <laughs> trying to build it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, as we're building it, we're talking about like growing the business, you yes. know, as well. So as we talked about earlier, we had to both grow an audience and then figure out how to convert that audience into revenue. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people support you, but are they buying them Girl Scout cookies? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. Are they Are they picking up what you're putting down at the end of the day? We used our networks to create an initial email list. We used one media marketing to develop a social media and email strategy. We leaned on our networks to build a coaching uh, service business and platform and to write testimonials for us for our website on various podcast platforms, like all of them that you can think of. And KP and I also spent a lot of time figuring out the various revenue streams we could create for the actual business itself. Now, we have coaching services, a merchandise website, company training and speaking engagements but again that was all part of that work that we talked about we're also working on affiliate marketing and sponsorship deals with our podcast now that we've accumulated close to 15,000 listeners Mm -hmm. but again this was like one brick at a time one brick at a time (laughs) because we started out with zero listeners. exactly we we started out with we wonder if this gonna work that's right (laughs) Is anybody going to listen to us bullshitting up here? Exactly. Right in the house. And finally, we also had to talk about exit strategy. This is one critical component that most startups ignore is that exit strategy. What happens? You know, what happens when you get out? want to get out of this business? Most people start a business thinking that they're going to become the next Bill Gates. But that's <laughs> not the reality for 99.9% of people who start a business, right? Ricky and I, from the beginning, decided that we would have two milestones that we'd measure ourselves by, right? First one was we'd build enough content to get to at least 50 episodes. And then after that 50 episode, we'd do a deep dive to evaluate to see what adjustments we needed to make, what in-game adjustments we need to make. Mm-hmm. We actually did this evaluation after we wrapped up the 40th episode at the end of season two, just to kind of do a pulse check and say, where we at? Is it still good? What adjustments do we need to make? All that kind, all those kind of questions. So y'all remember a few, few of y'all got some phone calls and a few um, makeshift, um, um, <laughs> you know, audits there to figure out, hey, what y'all think? Mm-hmm. Y'all like it? You know, where, where we going? A few of you had some suggestions on different content, different format, guests. A few of you said, hey, fix some of that merchandise, get that stuff right. So those are some things we had to figure out whether or not we had a chance to, if we wanted to do it, if it was within budget. Could we do it? But at the end of the day, it was anti-Funky Finger Productions. Yes. (laughs) You know, for us. Exactly. And our second milestone was, then we said to ourselves that we would take a look at the 100th episode, right? That would be our real, real milestone to like double down. And if it, at that point, if we're not generating enough revenue at the 100th episode, then we just need to call a spade a spade. Yeah. yeah. Right? We either going to say this is a hobby that we just going to do 
or we're going to have to shut this shit down. Yep, yep. Now, we don't want to do that, people. Y'all know that. Because <laughs> uh, you remember, because you know when we uh, when we was changing our production thing and we missed one week, woo, folks was getting on us, boy. It was like, whoa, whoa, what happened? We was getting phone calls, get kinds of emails. Stuff. We was damn like getting hate mail. Exactly. We appreciate that. But we also knew at that point, after 100 episodes, which is a lot of work and that's a big commitment that's mm-hmm. almost two years, you know, two plus years of our life, we knew that our listeners would be a big influence on that dis- decision and so you know we're closing in on 60 episodes now into season three we're getting real close so again if you want secrets to continue you know what you need to do <laughs> <laughs> but hey man this is some good uh stuff we've been talking about the personal pieces of this the the legal stuff kind of giving people a, a glimpse behind you know secrets and how we thought about it but i just want to make sure that we that we give them the whole thing and there are some absolute potential negative consequences of getting consumed by your side hustle, Mm -hmm. right? The first thing is, you might mess up your main thing, right? Like you got your your regular job. This would pay the bills, and this the passion project. So you could end up spending way too much time on the on the passion project and start messing up on the table stakes. That's your regular job, exactly. And not handling all those personal and legal things that we talked about earlier. Yep, yep. You get in some serious trouble. A second potential negative consequence is that you actually just have physical burnout because you don't have a regular cadence, or you just don't have a enough time you haven't planned everything out between balancing this is another work-life balance yep right this is like a triple balance now because you got to balance your your man gay the side hustle and your friends and family uh so it's just one more element that you have to balance and that can lead to burnout if you don't handle it right yeah i mean it's it's rather than you being proactive it's like reactive to to the nth degree mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right. like creating stress exactly that, people so, know that don't call us on sunday because we work it exactly right? i mean this is this is stuff that you can control i think the other thing that's like so so um important to consider here in terms of potential negative consequence for the side hustle is man it can really take a toll on your personal relationship i mean there's some sacrifice there right if you if there if you fail to prioritize what's important to you and you're not I guess 100% true to like what you planned it to be. If you aren't mindful, if you're in that reaction mode, you're going to have some other things to think yeah, about. you're going to have some other things to think about. That's right. <laughs> and you ain't making money. And you ain't yeah, making, boy. Oh, it's going to be a, it's gonna be some trouble up in the Robinson. Yeah, you, you know. You know. That's right. But hey, we got Kristen and Kevin know Sunday. Yeah. Don't be planning nothing. We good. If we got to plan something, give us some notice. So it's going to be all right. Exactly. We'll figure it out. And the last potential negative consequence is trying to do too much yeah right because you get overwhelmed really fast because even for us going into this we didn't understand all the elements that it was going to take to actually do what we are doing now but once we realized it it was like okay we gotta have some help around us yeah and, and real talk we was probably saying okay season one and two we gonna probably just get this out and then maybe people are like what we're doing in season three and that want some help man season one came out and people started calling like I need some coaching. Right. You know, hey, can y'all speak here? Can you do this? And ultimately, if we didn't have help, because we didn't at first, mm-hmm. we just weren't getting back to people timely enough. And that was part of our brand. We wanted to make sure that we handled this the way that we like to be handled. That's you know, right. in terms of timely, you know, feedback and being able to make sure we delivered a good product. Mm-hmm. So all of that's so important because if 
you get overwhelmed and you get to that funky finger production yeah. thing, it's a wrap because that's all your brand. That's all you got coming out the gates. Yeah, I mean, I think, look, the impact for me, though, uh, KP, is just clear. We have a lot of employees who want to start a side hustle and they just don't know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. And more importantly, people who have side hustles now and don't do it right, like, man, you like perpetuating the nonsense, yeah. you know, here, right? But again, this we're talking about things that you can control. We're talking about, you know, your relationship, your quality of life. We're talking about your own sanity. We're talking about you can control that stuff. But we're saying here is people who want to do this stuff and just don't know what to do. And people who are doing it, just jacking it up. Jacking it up all the time. And, that, and the moral to the story for me on the, all of that is, it is imperative to be intentional about planning for your success with starting and maintaining a side hustle. And if you fail to do this, it's a strong possibility that you are working from a deficiency. Yeah. From a deficit position right from the start. Yeah. Yeah. And look, again, Keith, look, we're talking about how we're talking about our experience. We're talking about what we know. Okay. And I understand sometimes people think we're making it up. Right. So what we're going to do right now, you guys, we're going to come right back to these receipts again. We're going to tell you we're not making this stuff we up. We don't make nothing up. <laughs> so we're going to give you some receipts on the truth about side hustles. In this first receipt today, we're going to reference... A, a compilation of statistics provided on a website actually called the Side Hustle Nation. There's actually <laughs> a website out there. You also look it up, the Side Hustle Nation. And so all the receipts we're providing today come from this website that specializes in side hustles. So the first receipt, 45% of working Americans report having a side hustle, which is great. I mean, that's a big number, Ricky. Yeah. Which amounts to roughly 70 million people have a side hustle in the U.S. And among millennials, that's the rises to 50%. So it's growing in terms of the number of people having a side hustle. That trend continues to grow. And Zapier reports that an additional 60 million people have a plan to start a side hustle in 2021. I'm trying to tell you, man, like that's key. I mean, we're in the side hustle category. We're in the side hustle category. Secrets is a side hustle. And and, and everybody's thinking about it, whether like we said, you drive an Uber or Lyft or you door dashing, like that's all side hustle stuff. If you got two gigs, you know, it's, it's side hustle. So, I mean, this is huge. And we're talking about a ton of people, you know, who have this 70 million. Okay. 70 million. Look, receipt number two, according to bank rate, 30% of side hustlers need the extra money to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Now we already know what cost of living is and all of these prices went up during COVID. They're not Ooh, coming back down. They though. ain't coming back yeah, down they, for a minute. They where they going to be. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps more encouraging is that roughly 60% use the money primarily for savings or additional disposable income, trying to get what they need. The hustle found that while only half of respondents loved their primary job, 76% loved their side hustle, and 39% reported that their primary motivation for starting a side hustle was personal freedom, which topped the list of reasons for starting a side hustle to begin with, followed by extra income and the ability to pay off debt. There you go. Yep. And that's following your passion. I mean, that's why the number is so high, because people want to follow their passion and find something else to do to live that American dream. Yep. Yep. At the end of the day. Receipt number three, the average 
side hustle brings in about $1,122 a month. Mm. But the median income is much lower, actually, with just $200 a month. So the average is $1,100, but the median, like the midpoint, yeah. is $200 a month. Half of all respondents reporting making less than $100 a month, actually. So this is tough business Yeah, when you have this side hustle. Of the respondents making over $100 a month, 37% made, you know, between $100 and $500 per month. Another 20% made between $500 and $1,000 a month. 31% made between $1,000 and $5,000 per month. 7.5% made between five dollars and $10,000 a month. And almost 5% reported earning over $10,000 a month from their business. So just like any other business, a side hustle, is, it takes a lot of work to kind of get to that higher income level where you can actually, like, make a living. Yeah, you know. And that just makes me think about, you know, back in the day when, you know, you'd have a side hustle like delivering newspapers Mm -hmm. or something like, man, I remember having a, I used to deliver the newspaper when I was in junior high and I didn't have no car. I was on a 10 speed bike. It was too big for me. And I had a hundred, I had about 50 papers in the front and 50 papers on the back and trying to ride this bike that was too big. (laughs) But I started thinking about that now. I can't tell you the last time I seen a kid delivering papers. Like that's usually a grown individual delivering in their car? Yes, they are now. We're talking about a side hustle. That's a side hustle. <laughs> you know, That's definitely right. talking about a side hustle. Look, receipt number four, the average side hustler spends 11 to 16 hours a week on their business. Combined with the average earnings, that works out to an average of 16 to $23 an hour. 38.3% of the Side Hustle Nation subscribers reported working 5 to 20 hours a week on their businesses. And there's an element of needing to put in time to make it work anything that's worth having you got to put some time into it of the people who reported earning less than a hundred dollars a month from their side hustle 75 percent said they spent zero to five hours a week on it of the people making five hundred dollars or more every month 85 percent are spending at least five hours a week to earn it and for established businesses the effective hourly rates can become quite lucrative so in the five thousand dollar plus um, income category 40 percent of people reported spending 20 hours a week or less that works out to around 60 to 500 dollars an hour yeah <laughs> yeah but you got to put in the work yeah you got to put in the work or have some built-in customer base or something that's going to get you to the higher income level where you don't have to work as hard and that's part of that pre-work we're talking about that's all, that, all of that, that that assessment stuff before you just jump into it and start working mm-hmm. no doubt and our last receipt today receipt number five just to give you a sense, the most popular side hustles are online businesses, including blogging, podcasting, online courses, and affiliate marketing. Hello, secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly is freelancing and consulting, followed by e-commerce, which includes uh, building sites on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or building your own online store. Next category is investing, which includes real estate, crypto, stocks, buying businesses, and, and other alternatives. Self-publishing is next, Followed by local services, including like things like cleaning and notary and pet type businesses. Uh, we all know this one, the YouTubers, the influencers on YouTube. 
uh, followed by software and apps, and then finally these gig economy jobs like Instacart or Lyft or Uber. And among side hustlers earning over $1,000 per month, the top three business models are the online businesses that we talked about, which was the blogging and podcasting, online courses, etc., freelancing and consulting, and investing. So those are the top three businesses for side hustlers who are making over $1,000 per month. I mean, those are some pretty good receipts, man. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you, you can't front on them. So look, let's just transition if we can about, you know, our secrets for today. And today we will provide three secrets for you on how you can start a side hustle and not ruin your career. The three of them are be realistic. Number two, use time off to your advantage. And number three, separate church and state. Maintain a strict separation between your day job and your side hustle. Yeah, these are all good. That first secret about being realistic. Again, most side gigs don't turn into full-time careers and plenty of workers who begin a side gig for the express purpose of supplanting the nine to five job and going into business full-time abandon those reasons for one reason or another very quickly. Yeah. Because you realize how hard this really is to make it work and generate that revenue. Yeah. So it's like you're not going in there and tell them you're about to leave. They don't give me your, your notice just yet. That's you right. know, figure That's it right. out. Figure, figure it out it first. Out. So look, secret number two, and, and, and we, we subscribe to this, is use time off for your advantage. I mean, that means if you have a three-day weekend or some unexpected time off, try to see if you can be intentional about allocating a portion of that time for you, uh, for you to work on your side gig. KP and I try to figure out how to leverage every moment of free time to ensure that we are aligned with whether it be episode recording, planning, or public engagements. Like, we try to make sure that we are aligned. And, and there's not a lot of time off in between. There's That's not right. a lot of those things. So when you do get it, and we're not talking about the whole day, it might be like... Like an hour, That's you right. know, out of the day that you have the time That's off. Right. We're constantly doing calendar checks. Like, what what time do you have to do X, Y, and Z? When are you going on vacation? Y'all going up to Napa for the weekend? Yep, Whatever yep. the case may be, so that we can figure all that out and plan accordingly with uh, what, what's going on. So our final secret, uh, secret number three, is separating church and state. Because you have to maintain a very strict separation between your day job and your side hustle. And I know we briefly touched on this earlier, but it's not only important for sanity, it's it's also important to protect yourself. Yeah. Just to double click on what we spoke about earlier about the negative consequences of getting consumed in a high side hustle. Let's just point out a few things for you in terms of what we mean. So working on your side business while working on your current job or on the clock, if you will, while you're at home, you shouldn't be doing this unless you have permission to do it. Yeah. No, I think that's a, I think that's a very key point. You know, Keith, I mean, you just make assumptions. If mm-hmm. you, you, you don't get that stuff checked out, you could be breaking some rules or you could be combining things that shouldn't be combined. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, which is extremely important. I think the other part of that is, I mean, using company resources like such as your computer hardware, your cloud accounts for your side business, your calendar, like all of that kind of stuff, stuff could potentially mud muddy the waters. We're not saying you can't do it. We're saying be careful about doing it because, again, you combining things and you, you could be breaking a rule. You could be doing all kinds of stuff now that makes the the your business ideas of that content be property of the organization absolutely now. rick and i have separate laptops <laughs> we have exactly. separate accounts for everything right right all the stuff that we're using uh for secrets versus what our company does does another thing to watch out for is using company time to promote your side business for instance talking about your your gig with clients 
uh, you know, even your co-workers, all, all that stuff, you have to just be mindful about it because it could look like solicitation. Yep. And even if you're a boss and talking to your people who work for you, some of that could even appear like coercion. Yeah. Yep. At the end of the day, because they feel like they may have to do something in order to get ahead. Right, right. <laughs> You end up with that quid pro quo stuff, Mm -hmm. man. So you got to be careful on that. I think the last one that we're thinking about here um, in terms of, you know, separating church and state is, I mean, poaching clients or employees from your employer, right? Like it depends on what your business is. You could be, you know, recruiting people, you know, and you that may be against your your uh, company policy or one of the contracts that you sign when you when you get ready to start one of the agreements, Mm -hmm. you know. So and I think it's either, you know. Also going into depending on what your your consulting service is, if you're in the same space as the job that you're doing, how do you separate church and state? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough it's a tough That's place. Right. You That's know, why to kind picking of be in. those picking your side hustle is important from that standpoint too. Yeah, absolutely, because if it's too gray, you probably may not it, want it, to be it, doing and, it. And most times, like if you've worked at your company for a long time, your company wants to be supportive of what you got going on. So you, you putting them in a bad situation, <laughs> yeah. you know, too sometimes yep, sure. because they can't support you. So look, starting a side hustle. I mean, we get it, and that's why we're talking about it. But starting a side hustle is is serious business. I mean, you really have to kind of know exactly what you're getting yourself into. So you can't be out there half-assed about it. And if you want to succeed, you know, you're going to go half the effort or whatnot. You got to go harder. You got to go home, man. Mm-hmm. You, you you can find the resources that we've been talking about. You can either listen to this again real slow, pause mm-hmm. it like you pause was it. doing your old tape deck. Get your you notepad know? out. Right. Or you can go to our Secrets uh, website to be able to contact or find more of the resources, you know, on the secrets and the receipts that we shared with you today. And just looking in the show notes for this episode as well. Everything that you need is right there. Yeah, it's always there. Janelle hooks us up. We were talking about that earlier. Yep. The team takes a village. <laughs> and we want to give a shout out to all of our listeners and fans out there. Again, y'all make this possible. You keep us energized. You know, we're close to 60 episodes in now. We got a plan to get to 100. With your help, we'll get there and, and beyond. And uh, be sure to write a review on Apple. Support us on Patreon. You know, we just launched some new content on Patreon, including behind the scenes content set tent and uh, videos from some of our previous episode interviews so you know we just we keep building we keep adjusting we keep doing our thing because we're trying to make this successful right and look kp and i are locked in on helping you get that coin helping you get all your nickels all your pennies all of it we're not no no dime left behind you know what i'm saying and uh and and just really trying to help you get your seat at the table and getting that side hustle started is sometimes a key component you know of this for you So we're happy to provide additional coaching services or training to your organizations or to you individually. Just check out our website for more info and don't just think about it. Just actually act on it. Be about it. Be about it. Be about it. And today, we hope you all have enjoyed this episode. It was fun for us just talking about how we've built secrets to date and all the 
doing great things that we're trying to do. But right now, Ricky and I need to hustle on out of here so we can refill these cups. But before <laughs> we go, we just want to remind you, if you haven't already, get that COVID vaccination shot. And if you've already gotten your shot, go get that booster when your time comes. Because we need everybody to be healthy and safe, you know, if we want to reach 100 episodes. Yeah, yeah. And look, it's like all hands are on deck for this revolution. For the revolution. That's right. We want you here so you can build your side hustle at the end of the day. So thanks for listening to Secrets. And remember, when we share, you transform. We out. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed yet another gem from KP and PR. In fact, one listener said that Secrets makes me smarter every time I listen, and we hope you agree. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends, and donate via Patreon. Check us out on the web at www.secrets.com. That's www.c-cretes.com to get more information about our secret services. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.